Hello, hello, friends. Shua Allegra here, founder of Grace and Hope Consulting. I wanted to talk about typical avoidance behaviors today. So do you know someone who expresses several avoidance behavior? Or maybe you're worried that you might be exhibiting some of them yourselves. So let's kind of dive in here and see what are some common avoidance behaviors and what we can do about them. The first one is avoiding certain situations. Right, it's kind of situational avoidance if you want. And this is the most common one of any type of avoidance. So situational avoidance is when an individual will avoid specific locations, situations, or people because of poor past experiences or anxiety. Like something gonna happen in the past in that area, in that situation, in that neighborhood, in that meeting room, right? At that office, you no, know, that store, or with you no know, this person or that person. And so because of that, the person might avoid, you know that scenario from repeating itself right and so if you have you know a friend who oh no again it could be us yourselves which i you know if you identify with anything that we're sharing here please do you know apply and implement some of the strategies we'll be sharing here for yourself as well but if you have a friend or yourself who you know always trying to know maybe for yourself you always know find yourself avoiding a certain situation ask yourself Okay, what is it about this place? What is it about this situation that is challenging for me? When did this start? When's the first time I ever felt this way about this place? And if you ask yourself the right questions, you might, you know, it will take you back to whatever had happened in that situation, right? In that scenario, in that uh, space that that left, a, um, that was a bad experience for you and left that and left that feeling maybe of fear of you know discomfort and therefore you know your brain remembers right your brain remembers that we know this is this place this person might not be safe and because of that you avoid it and try to protect yourself and once you identify you know what's going on beneath underneath all of that and addressing it and seeing okay is this fear realistic is this in a, because if it's a place that you have to frequent because of work, for example, you know, start asking yourself, okay, how, what do I need to feel safe in this situ- in this place? And by all means, if it is you no know, real, literally an unsafe situation, I'm not asking you to go um, put yourself or your life or you know anyone else's in jeopardy. But sometimes we focus on the physical safety, we forget the emotional safety, right? So when I when I say that when the a place is physically safe, but not emotionally safe, and because of a past experience, asking yourself is what happened last time? Is it most how likely likely is it to happen again? That person that was there last time will they always be there? So if it was just a one-time occurrence then you know it's it's training yourself reminding yourself that you are safe again if you truly are safe in that area in that space right and sometimes it's getting your environment to find evidence of safety so that you are grounded in that moment and if there's nothing in the environment that can make you safe i said what do i need to feel safe and maybe might be creating emotional um an emotional safety plan and that's a whole different you no know, episode as well. The whole different class that I do about um, emotional safety plans, but 
so ask yourself those, those those hard questions get to the bottom of it and see if it's something that you can alleviate or maybe it's something altogether that you need to stay away from it and that's okay too but you have to ask yourself those hard questions to decide and you know determine what is safe for you if you should continue avoiding the situation or not the next avoidance behavior here is cognitive avoidance and this one it's really sometimes it can be you know easy to you know pinpoint in others and sometimes you know harder to find in ourselves so if you are experiencing cognitive avoidance you may find yourself repressing certain memories or refusing refusing to think of certain situations so with situational avoidance i'm avoiding this area i'm avoiding this space i'm avoiding this person it's something i can you know physically see per se with uh cognitive avoidance it's like oh the memory of that place alone is too much for me to bear right and so it's how you know your mind tries to suppress often painful experiences painful memories painful um painful thing that happened to us so that we don't go there we don't feel or experience that pain again so we again we try to avoid that and sometimes it could be as simple as the last time i had you know i had so much to do for work i felt overwhelmed and i don't like that feeling of overwhelm but at the same time you know i get pulled into different things i take my time away and it's hard for me to work on things and these things i share here are you know, examples of people that have supported things that come you know that comes up and you know in people's lives and i've been there too and had situations like that that i had to work for but my point is sometimes it's just a little small day to day things that becomes you know challenging and then overwhelming and then unbearable and then because we don't like that feeling we start numbing them even the memory of it So if you start thinking about something and then you immediately find yourself switching that thought that is cognitive avoidance. And so the questions I asked prior are the same. Why am I avoiding this? What what about this memory makes it hard for me to process? Hard for hard for me to think of or to remember right now or to recall. What where is that discomfort coming from? What about the memory makes me uncomfortable? what can i do about it who can help me with it another um avoidance behavior is perfectionism yes <laughs> many of us are you know us thrive you know to for excellence which is good but there's a difference between thrive for excellence and trying to be a perfectionist right and often when we be, when we we are functioning under the um under perfectionism what happen it's almost like we have these compulsive behaviors of you no know, obsessively wanting things to always be perfect and if it's not it's never good enough and so what happen is we review that report over and over again we write and rewrite the emails a gazillion time why right? and so every task takes longer because we are just not satisfied with that output and we have to try to manipulate it and change it and tweak it just to make it as perfect but even then it still doesn't feel perfect to us i encourage you to you know to strive for excellence yes be good in all that you do but don't let perfectionism impede your productivity 
because not only you're trying you know it makes it hard for you to get anything done on time or you're overwhelming yourself emotionally and physically to make things as perfect as it can be but it's delaying you know it's almost like you have a you you you're fighting two different wars here you know trying to beat the clock to get things done and then trying to beat you know to beat this feeling of never being good enough that is a lot of work And so when people struggle with perfectionism, some of the tools that we do is even start helping people to um even understanding that they're human and then embracing their humanity, embracing who they are as individuals and getting to the point where they can appreciate their strength and then tolerate their weaknesses. And so they can start relax a little bit. Yes. perfectionists are often under a lot of internal stress that most of the time are not caused by anybody else but their but their own internal struggles and it's not a fun place to be it makes everything challenging everything harder work is no longer fun when we're always trying you know trying to you know, to do more than we can ever possibly do so again perfectionism is another way that gets in the way you know another thing that gets in the way of productivity and the other thing too I want to point out often when people are perfectionists they might not even start something if they don't if they don't think they can do it well enough so a lot of things start piling up in the you know sitting being put in the back burner a lot of tasks and projects are just you no know, not even um touched or worked on because in their minds they're already telling themselves I cannot do this well so guess what I'm not even going to try so that's a whole ball game right but again do you see how that can be that you no know, perfectionist perfectionism can impact your productivity and in, in creating that avoidance behavior all right If you are struggling with productivity, if you are finding yourself with a long list of things to do and not enough time to get them done, if you are putting things in the back burner, putting off things over and over again and asking yourself, where can I possibly find time to do all of those things? I invite you to join us for our Beat Procrastination workshop it's a two-hour workshop where we're going to work on just that we're going to look at barriers to productivity and what leads to you procrastinating what gets in the way of you doing things we're going to work on mindset we're going to work in creating systems that help you be productive once and for all and then we're also going to discuss how to build accountability into your system so that you can continue to be effective and productive in all that you do.